Hi, my name is Amy Reinecke, and I'm here to help you learn to love your body well. Love Your Body Well is a podcast designed to encourage women to find the beauty in caring for their bodies without obsession, guilt, and shame. We are ditching the perfection mindset and embracing the season of life you are in, all while figuring out what works best for you on your wellness journey. Join me for weekly episodes as we navigate this journey together, and let's start a revolution of women who are focused on wellness while also being compassionate and kind to their bodies. Are you ready to live your body well? Today, we are going to dive into a topic that is so intriguing to me because it's actually something that I struggled with as an adolescent, and that is acne. And so I brought on Michelle Pennycook, who is a registered dietitian today to talk to us about your skin and how we can help help it be its best. So Michelle Pennycook is an integrative and functional medicine dietitian who focuses on women's health and hormones. Through her own health journey, Michelle realized that the path to true hormonal harmony was to take a root cause approach to wellness. Michelle now helps her clients find the root cause of their chronic hormonal symptoms through personalized nutrition, functional lab testing, and targeted lifestyle change. She sees clients virtually and at her office in Hinsdale, Illinois. You can find her at Hormone Harmony RD to learn more about how you can create hormone harmony in your own life. Welcome to the Love Your Body Well podcast, Michelle. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, I am so excited to talk about this because I think that skin, skin stuff and skin, um, the way that our skin reacts is so relative to how we're feeding our bodies. And that was something that I did not know when I was growing up. So when I was seeing your stuff on Instagram, it was very intriguing to me because I had really bad acne growing up. So from like middle school through high school, I had really horrible acne. I was on multiple medications, including two rounds of Accutane. And I saw, you know, at least two different dermatologists. I can remember hating those, hating those appointments because I felt like I was always scolded for like, the things I was or wasn't doing. And like, they kind of made me feel like it was my fault, quite honestly, like the acne was my fault. So I want to talk about this a little bit because I know I have listeners who struggle with acne or they might have children who struggle with acne. So can we talk a little bit about what brings acne on with a person? Like what can do that? What are some reasons that somebody might develop acne over time? Yeah. And I think it is so common. I mean, your story is something I hear a lot when people either fill out my application or we end up working together, it's, it's sadly, you're not the only one who has dealt with that. You know, when we're talking about adolescence, right? It's not really the ideal environment to support, you know, gut health and their diet is not always the best too. So I think that's why it starts oftentimes in that kind of like adolescent and then their hormones are (laughs) very crazy at that point too. But, you know, when we're looking at kind of root causes, like what, what drives acne, what drives, you know, any skin issue, gut is a huge thing. So your gut health talking about potentially, you know, bacterial overgrowth, fungal overgrowth imbalances within the GI tract are a huge thing. I feel like almost everyone who has some sort of skin issue does have a GI issue as well, but also on top of that, it could be hormonal. 
diet related, either a diet trigger or, you know, imbalancing of blood sugar, not enough intake of certain nutrients and also stress. Stress plays a huge role in that as well, because it can cause a lot of inflammation within the body. It can drive a lot of hormonal and GI issues as well. But with acne, I do find that it's typically not one thing. It's usually kind of a lot of things that have kind of built up over time that are driving the issue. So a lot of people will be like, Oh, I cut out dairy or I did this one thing and it didn't help. So I stopped it, you know, and it's not always just one thing. It's usually (laughs) kind of a whole overhaul of everything to kind of figure out what's driving the acne. And the sooner you, I think kind of figure out the issue, the easier it is to fix. Cause I think, you know, long-term when you are doing those, having the issues and then also a lot of the interventions, you know, it kind of puts you in a, a worse spot sometimes too, but those are kind of the most common things that I see that drive acne and skin issues. So when I, you're a functional med dietitian and what I love about functional medicine is that it does get to that root cause. So in a lot of my episodes, we are going to be talking about the root cause of things because too often I find that people treat the symptom and without like pulling, like lifting up the hood and being like, okay, so your car looks really pretty on the outside, but like what's actually going on underneath the hood here, you know? And that's truly what functional medicine is and why I appreciate it. With Mm -hmm. that said, you said something that's really important there is that it's not usually just one thing. It's multiple things. So I also believe it is pulling back like the layers of an onion. Like you Mm -hmm. take off one layer and then you're like, oh, well now there's another layer. And then you pull off that layer and you're like, oh, this goes even deeper, you know? And so how do you know, like, let's say somebody comes to you and for purposes of this podcast, we're going to have people like around my age. So thirties, forties, fifties. So when somebody comes to you and they're an adult and they're struggling with acne, what are some things that you would do right off to, to be able to help them understand, like, is this hormonal or is this nutritional or how can you kind of find that root cause of what could be causing acne as an adult or other skin conditions? Yeah. So I think like the initial intake is really important. So before I even work with anyone, I I make sure I do or, or recommend any testing too. I make sure that I get a good kind of good history of what's going on. What symptoms are you having? When are you having these symptoms? Cause with acne, when it's hormonal, typically it's it's coming and going, right? It's coming around your cycle, different points in your cycle, typically like ovulation or right before your period, during your period kind of time. And that's kind of can indicate more of a hormonal issue with GI stuff. Oftentimes it's just kind of always there. Nothing really helps it. It's usually on like the cheeks. It can be on your forehead, you know, on your body as well. And hormonal stuff typically is around your chin, jawline area. There are exceptions to this, but that's, you know, like things to look for as well. But typically when someone comes to me for acne, right, I usually recommend just really taking a look at both gut and hormones, just because sometimes gut issues are not necessarily gut symptoms. So like you could not have any digestive symptoms and still have stuff going on in your gut. And you kind of want to cover all the bases, right? Because you don't want to have something missing <laughs> in kind of that picture. And then, you know, gut health affects hormone health and vice versa. So it's really important to look at that. But also just really foundationally looking at what are they doing with their diet? What have they tried and what, you know, what have they not tried? So foundationally looking at, you know, diet and sleep and stress and all of those things, because that's really the foundation and you have to get that right. And then that, you know, functional lab testing is almost like this, you know, 
the icing on top, right? It's, it's really then fine tuning everything to you specifically, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, <laughs> stress and sleep is just at the, the basis of everything, isn't it? And like, people don't think of it as being this, they're like, oh, you know, stress and sleep, like all the small things, like people, I think sometimes come to me thinking it's going to be this like revolutionary. It's this one thing that needs one supplement and that's all it is. And a lot of times, like the hardest part is those foundational things. So working on sleep and stress and diet are really hard for people. And that's why I don't do one-off sessions is because it takes a long time to fix those things. And it also takes a lot of just accountability and tweaking, right. For people's lifestyles, because, you know, it, it takes time and there's always going to be moments in which you're like, "Mm, this isn't working. And you have to be able to push past that really, I think, to see results, you know? Yep. And I think you said something really important there by saying it takes time because they you've created a habit. So let's say that you're you're chronically stressed or you don't get enough sleep. There are good habits and there are bad habits too. So when we think about our habits and how they are stacking up and we think about changing them, when you have somebody say, well, maybe if you focus on stress and sleep, it can fix X, Y, and Z. And you think to yourself, oh, well... I can totally get more sleep. I like, I love sleep, you know, but then we find ourselves unable to get the sleep that we need because we're parents or we have jobs that are demanding, or we scroll Instagram when we're laying in bed, or we watch too much TV, or we're really into a good book and don't put it away. And then we realize, oh my gosh, this actually could be the culprit. This one thing could be like a really important foundational piece. So I'm really glad that you brought that up. For two years on my own health journey, I've been hearing stress and sleep. Like yeah. I can take it. And my doctor's like, I can do every test. Like I cannot run another test. Like you have to get your stress and sleep yeah. in and order. It's a conversation I've had to have people where it's like, you have to manage your stress. Like that is what is driving all these issues. Or you have to do this, you know, change your diet this way. You have to do this. Because I think too, like people can continue to spend money, right? And, and you can continue to see your doctor or do whatever, but if you're not making those changes, it's hard to know if that, if that is if, like, if that's the culprit and you keep trying all these things, it could have been as simple as just changing that one habit. Right. And when it comes to skin, I think that, you know, the allure of dermatologists, not saying that they don't help people and that medications are not necessary. Sometimes they totally are, but it's that quick fix. Right. So a lot of times, you know, I have to have a talk with people that skin, skin things, right? Things with your skin when you're, you know, it's easy to put a cream on, it's easy to take a pill, you know, the allure of Accutane getting rid of all of your acne forever, right? Is, is very alluring, right? It's like shiny object, but it's a band-aid approach for a lot of people. So it's not really getting to that again, root cause. So when we talk about people doing rounds and rounds of antibiotics, you know, by the second time, you would think that they <laughs> would not be giving you more rounds of antibiotics because even if the antibiotic worked initially, to me, that indicates there's probably some sort of bacterial issue in your GI. And then why is it coming back, right? Why is it, why is it still coming back? You know, is there in some sort of stomach acid issue? You know, it's like you have to be able to look at like why weren't those things working too? Because right. I always ask people what has worked for you in the past and what has not worked for you in the past. So then we can move forward and kind of, you know, work on that too. I think we definitely live in a world that quick fixes are really appealing. Mm -hmm. Like we, 
And I think it's almost easier to just buy the product or buy the thing that we think is going to fix whatever, instead of like looking in and being like, okay, what are the habits that I have in my life that are contributing to the way that I feel? Yeah. That's, that takes honestly like time itself mm-hmm. to say, okay, I'm ready to look in the mirror and ask myself, how am I contributing to the problem? And how can, how then can I take back the power and make it better? And yeah. so I think that that's, that's really important just to mention here that I think it is very easy for us to get wrapped up in the latest trend or whatever, but maybe ask yourself some of those foundational things like, are you getting enough sleep? And what does your stress look like? And I do want to talk about nutrition a little bit here. So what can somebody who's having some skin issues, whether it be acne or just like I, my skin has just changed throughout the years as I've gotten older too, you know, what can some people do in order to heal their, their skin through nutrition? What are some things that you would recommend? Yeah. So I have like a list of kind of just some foundational nutrition things. So, you know, when we're talking about, you have to really have these foundations set, right. Um, to really be like an in long-term set too. So, you know, if I gave you this list and I said, if you do all these things in 90 days at that 90 day mark, you're going to all, you're going to start seeing benefit. Sadly, we don't have that, you know, reassurance. So when we start some of these things, right, you get like 20 days and you're like, it's not working. Right. Like we just want results fast, (laughs) but you have to think most likely you've had skin issues for a long time. So that's something to keep in mind with a lot of these foundational things, because a lot of what I'm going to talk about seems so simple, right? It's, it's not this like aha moment, something you've never heard this, you know, because on social media, there's so much inflammatory stuff that goes viral, because it's this shocking thing. But for the most part, nutrition is pretty simple. So balancing blood sugar is really, really important for skin, because keeping your blood sugar balance supports healthy hormones, it supports healthy, you know, like stress response, and healthy blood sugar is really important for skin. So easy ways to do that is really to eat balanced meals. So making sure all your meals are going to have protein, fat, and some sort of fiber. And that fiber could be a carb. So really the way you're building your meals and in fat, and, you know, building your meals is, is super important in that sense. So that's really foundational, making sure you're actually eating. <laughs> so you have to make sure you know, you're eating breakfast, you're eating lunch, you're eating dinner. If you need a snack, that's the hardest part. Because a lot of people don't want to think about food, right? Thinking about and planning food for the week is actually a lot of work. That's what I work with, you know, typically after someone's first <laughs> first appointment. And that can be the hardest thing. I'm like, that's the only homework you get is to just be eating, right? Those three meals, keeping them balanced, eating enough protein, you know, I think is super essential. So balancing blood sugar is super huge in, in that sense for pretty much any health related thing. <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot about blood sugar in the last year and it's mind boggling to me. And it could be a whole podcast episode. Like this is, it, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so really like trying not to dive too deep into some of these things is hard. Yeah. You know, talking about building a balanced meal, you know, you talk about protein and high quality protein is really important. So animal protein is actually, can be really, really nourishing for your skin. And the reason is, is Animal protein is going to be higher in vitamin A. So when we talk about certain nutrients, certain nutrients from animal products versus plants are different. So when they say a sweet potato has vitamin A, it does not have vitamin A. It has an inactive form of vitamin A. And like, let's say beef liver has actual usable vitamin A for your body. 
So you actually have to take that unusable form of the vitamin A and turn it into a usable form, which a lot of the population has just a genetic issue with that. So really high quality animal protein is very nourishing for the skin. I mean, I've literally had people, you know, start a beef liver supplement and some mineral supplement and literally their, their skin clears by like almost 80%. It's pretty crazy. Okay, so a beef, so for instance, I take the organ complex from Paleo yeah. Valley and I think it has liver, kidney. Yeah. It has the other. Yeah. So like that, like when you're talking about this, cause I'm sure there are some people listening, like I am not ever going to eat an organ meat. Yeah. I would rather have acne. So like, is there ways that people can do that? Is that organ complex? You eat like regular beef too. I'm just, that's yeah. just an example of something yeah. that's very, very high. Like any supplement, obviously check, you know, before you take things, for instance, like um, if you're on any thyroid medication, right. You, you need to take that away yeah. by a certain amount of time, you know? So that's why I feel like I don't do supplement recommendations too often, but I do love beef liver and it is, it's almost like nature's multivitamin. Yeah. Um, I've heard it explained that way multiple times. It is. And I, I don't eat it. Don't, don't worry guys. If you're listening to this, you're like, that's disgusting. I don't eat it. It's <laughs> not an adventurous meat person. Yeah. So, you know, if, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do some sort of. Yeah. But it is nice that, you know, it, it does kind of give you the, I don't yeah. know if I want to do that, but no. it is good for me. So having like a supplement like that would be, would be a way to get that in. That's I've done that now for, I don't know. It's been several, several months now that I've done that. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I like it. So yeah, it's been yeah working and, well. and I'll give it to people sometimes as like a multivitamin versus yeah, that's how I take it. Mm-hmm. This is a multivitamin yeah. and yeah. it is a lot of pills, but you know, again, it's, you know, play around with it. And then when you think about too, it's kind of going off of the nutrition topic, but when we talk about like detox and liver support, eating glands. So a lot of supplements have glands in them from either like an animal. And that's actually what you're ingesting. Those are oftentimes really like the highest source of a lot of vitamins and minerals that you need for that liver or any organ to function. So it can actually be really supportive for liver function, beef liver for liver function, just because of the nutrients that it provides. So when you look at, you know, your liver and what nutrients you need for detoxification, phase one, phase two in your liver, a lot of it is nutrient related. So liver health is also super and and supporting your liver is also super important for skin. So I've had a few clients, they've come to me, tried everything. They've been doing, you know, GI tests with other people. They've done hormone tests. um, And it all really comes down to just, you need to support your liver, right? Because that's really the culprit of a lot of the issues. And so balancing blood sugar, high quality protein, but also removing food triggers. So like I had mentioned, food is not always the answer, right? And it's not only the only answer, but I would say for some people, food is a trigger. I don't love food sensitivity tests. They're just, there's not a ton of research behind it. There is one I do like from Cyrex labs that does look at more of that immune response. But when you're looking at like an Everly well, you know, or whatever, those really popular food sensitivity tests, it's really looking at the foods that are going to pop are the foods you're eating very frequently. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're having issues with those foods. So you'll get a whole list. You're like, well, no wonder I have all these skin issues. I'm literally eating all these foods. And that's kind of the point of the test. So I don't love those. So the best way is really to just remove. So removing for 30 days, some very common things, and you can remove them all at once. You can remove one and the other is eggs, dairy, gluten, and sugar. I mean, sugar is going to flare up any sort of skin issue, refined sugars, (laughs) not necessarily like fruit sugars, but 
those are pretty common things that I see that do bother people's skin. So sometimes depending, some people will just, you know, remove those for a little bit, see how you do. If you feel better, some people don't notice that they feel better. And then they add the foods back in. They're like, Oh, (laughs) I did feel better. But I think some people feel really discouraged when they're like, Oh, but dairy worked for my friend, you know, And, and everyone's is so different, but also beyond food, even beyond the list I'm giving, sometimes there's just stuff that food can't fix, right? If you have like a bacterial overgrowth in your GI tract, right? Or you have H. pylori or something that's driving skin issues, food isn't necessarily going to fix that too. So that's why I think the functional lab testing piece is, is nice too. Fiber is important. So fiber is super supportive for one, pooping regularly, you need to be able to, that's, that's one of your detox pathways, right? So skin is one of your largest organs. So oftentimes when you get skin stuff showing up, a lot of it is again, stuff that's coming out through your skin that isn't really being eliminated elsewhere. So, you know, pee, poop, (laughs) that's always that you sweating too. sweating too. Yeah. I was like, there's one more I'm missing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Always that you detox. So supporting all of those, but you know, fiber is going to really help support blood sugar. It's going to help, you know, elimination and also elimination of hormones too. So if it is driven by, you know, estrogen, that is super, super important when talking about how to really improve that from the hormonals, from the hormonal side of things. And then minerals. So that's, I feel like this like new, super popular topic. It is. I think a lot of people, but I'm glad that it's something that hat is really getting kind of like a spotlight. Me too. Minerals are really, really important for pretty much, I mean, so many processes in your body. And when we think about, you know, talking about stress management, stress actually depletes minerals. So a lot of people are very stressed and will burn through minerals pretty fast, which then can affect your skin. So things like sodium, magnesium, potassium, those are just kind of the most common ones. There are obviously other ones that are important as well really trying to support that. So you can do high quality salt. So I like Redmond sea salt. You could do that's what I use. Salt. Yeah. So that's my favorite. Yeah. But again, just not using kind of like that iodized salt. They do strip a lot of the minerals from that. You can add it into your water. You can, you know, salt your food. Salt gets like the worst wrap, right? It's like fat, <laughs> fat yeah. and salt. Both are not bad. If you're getting salt from Cheetos versus from Redmond sea salt, that's a different, right? Right. So, yeah. And especially if you're eating whole food, you actually need salt. Yes. If you're really, especially like eating whole foods and cooking at home, you, you need to salt your food. You know, magnesium, you can do like Epsom salt baths are really wonderful. Some people use magnesium lotion. Yeah. I use the magnesium lotion at night and yeah. then I, I take a magnesium. There's different kinds of magnesium. Yeah. For different purposes. But the one that I find that works best is for me is magnesium glyconate. Yeah. Glycinate. Yeah. I totally notice a difference when I don't take my magnesium at night. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely that one will for sure help with sleep. You know, if anyone has any sort of like insomnia, that's definitely very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, mineral mocktails, mineral cocktails, whatever you want to say it. You know, there's a lot of recipes out there. I can even, you know, send you the recipe I send to my clients if you want to put it in the notes. Oh yeah, we could put that in the show notes. And then also just for convenience factors, I'll kind of recommend some of my clients. They have a lot of good powders out there, right? So doing like Element, I don't know if that's one of them. Redmond's Salt actually has one called Relight. Mm -hmm. And then one of the dietitians that 
you guys should all go follow Robin. She actually just came out with a supplement called Ray Rayavi. I think I'm saying it right. Ravy, Ravy. I say, I think I say it Ravy. Ravy. So Ravy, which is a really awesome one too. So, you know, you can play around, see which one you like, what fits into your price point also, Mm -hmm. but those are really great. Again, if you're on any medications, definitely check with your doctor, but those can be really, really helpful as well. I find that the best time that people feel really good doing those is like that afternoon kind of slump in the afternoon. Cause a lot of times, you know, it's, it's either sleep or not sleep. It's either blood sugar or someone needs to get moving or you need hydration. So a lot of people like, I don't know if this is placebo. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) You actually probably do feel a lot better getting those minerals in the afternoon and in hydrating yourself. Yep. I drink mine in the afternoon and it was interesting when I started this, I felt I, I used to be really caffeinated, like drinking a lot of caffeine in the morning. And when I incorporated minerals, I didn't feel like I needed as much caffeine in the morning in order to like get myself going. And I, I'm one of those people, like I, I always have my water bottle with me, but I'm not always drinking it. But if it's flavored, I will drink it. There's something in it. I will drink it. Yeah easier. I don't, I don't know what no, my it's hang totally thing. I mean, you know, it's hard to, I think it's hard for a lot of people to drink water anyways, you know, yeah. I'm a mom. I'm like, Oh my God, like it's a hundred times <laughs> harder and I'm so bad about it. But I think I agree. Like if I put lemon in there or if I do like an electrolyte powder or something like that, I do, I do drink it. Or I think if there's a purpose to what you're drinking, yeah, you know, like I have some like homeopathic supplements that I take and I put them in my water and drink them throughout the day. So then I'm like, okay, well I need to drink it because there's something in here that I have to get from it. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. I really look forward to my minerals yeah. every <laughs> afternoon, to be honest. I'm like, yay. I usually put my daughter down for a nap and like it, I get my minerals out and, and work for a little bit. And I enjoy that. It's, I look forward to it. Yeah. It's a good routine I think to get into. And I think it's just, again, it's something you do for yourself. That's so simple but, you know, I mean, just taking that time to be like, okay, I'm going to have this. And then this is kind of like part of my routine. It's, it's good for me. But minerals are really just super foundational. And again, like all these things that I'm talking about could be their own podcast episode, right? You know, I share a lot of information. On oh, 100%. What you can dig more into, but, you know, it, it's, very, it's much more in depth than kind of what we're talking about. But these are all things that you can work on. And kind of the last thing I want to touch on in just that area is making sure you're eating enough. So... I mean, that plays into blood sugar balance, but I think what a lot of people don't realize is that not eating enough contributes to fatigue, to skin issues, to constipation, to bloating, to sleep problems. I mean, the list is endless and you have to realize like your calories get such like a bad rap, right? Of it's bad for you. It's going to make you fat. Calories are also like, think of it as fuel, as nourishment for your body because you need enough calories and enough fuel in order to detox, in order to keep everything functioning properly in your body. So most women are under eating and a lot of women come to me and they're actually under eating beyond what's called their BMR. So it's basically how many calories do you need to just lay on the couch and like breathe and have your heart work and your brain work. (laughs) So when that starts to when you're not getting enough, your body's like, okay, well now I got to make these calories stretch as far as I can. Right. They're going to go to the things that are, are priority in your body to keep them functioning. So what ends up happening is digestion slows down and your thyroid gets whacked out and your hormones don't have enough fuel to make them. Right. And, and it's this like, just kind of like snowball effect 
So really making sure you're eating enough is super important. It's also damaging to your metabolism. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really like all around bad for you. Yeah. So eat, eat yeah, people. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm really speaking to, again, like younger women who are trying to lose weight or someone who's chronically dieting or even like bombs who, you know, there's these reels and jokes that go around that like, what do I survive off in a day? Diet Coke and my kids scraps, you know? And it's yeah. like, you have to prioritize I, I feel like I work with a lot of moms and now that I am a mom, I really get it. And I'm like, you have to look at the week and say, what am I going to eat? Not like, what is my family going to eat? Like, what am I going to eat? And then we'll figure out what you guys are going to eat too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have to take care of ourselves first because it yeah. does trickle down. Like you're mentioning a lot of what you're mentioning. I know this episode is about acne and like skin, but when we take care of ourselves in these foundational ways, like you're talking, it truly does trickle into a ton of other areas that could help us feel better. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't think that any one woman is running around like, well, you know what? The only issue I have right now is I get acne around this time of the month. Like most of us have like, we're multifaceted. And so we have like a couple different things going on yeah. that we likely would like to feel better. You know, like how can I address these, mm-hmm. these symptoms overall? And what you've shared today is that some of these foundational pieces really can be the quote unquote prescription for a lot of different areas. If we were to just take a step back and look at it as a whole, because I truly believe that too often we look at wellness or health, like in just one area, but it's actually in, it's so multifaceted. There's so many different branches of what makes up health. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've mentioned stress and sleep. I I also think like gentle movement, making sure we're not like working out too hard, getting good quality nutrition. I think um, like relationships play a role because mm-hmm. that can lead to stress. I think even our finances lead to, you know, it's it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And so we have to look at at the great picture of it in order to understand how can I how can I really come at this in a holistic way to feel better overall. We are smack dab in the middle of sick season, and I don't know about you, but I hate being sick. So I do whatever I can to support my body and my immune system to ensure I can handle whatever comes my way. One way that I do this is by taking Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. This whole food vitamin C supplement is made with three potent organic and whole food sources of vitamin C. Paleo Valley believes that nature knows best and vitamin C is best when it is in its whole food form like it is in their Essential C Complex supplement that I love. They are so confident that you will love this whole food vitamin C that they are offering it to you for only $4.99 plus shipping. You can use the link in my show notes to get this incredible deal and arm your body with whole food vitamin C this season. I think a lot of people, especially women, learn to live with a lot of their issues, but that skin is so present, right? You look in the mirror every day you want, you know, you want, it's a very, it's like some people will be like, I'm sorry to sound so vain. They'll like, tell me that. I'm like, no, like the, your face is something that you present to people yeah. right? and like, you want it to look clear, you know, and it's something that is a big insecurity for people. So a lot of women will be like, I need to work on my acne. My number one goal is my acne. But meanwhile, they have terrible periods. They're super fatigued. They don't sleep. You know, they're super bloated and they don't go to the bathroom every day, but that's all stuff that they're like, I could live with that, but I want my skin to be clear. 
Right. And so it's really taking a look at like, okay, what have I learned to live with? What what has become my normal? Because I think when people actually do start to feel like themselves again, right? Like they're like, whoa, I didn't realize how bad I felt. Like I get that quoted to me almost like at any point in someone's. (laughs) I think women for a lot of times, like we are running on autopilot. Like we are just doing what we have to do to get through the day in order to take care of everybody else. And then we're on like the bottom of the totem pole. And I think one thing through this podcast, what I want to help women do is put yourself back at the top. Because when we take care of ourselves, what we're doing is we're setting an example to those around us to do the same. Yeah. And they don't even realize the stressed. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like, I don't want to sit with a group of women who complains about all the time that they don't have for themselves. And then you have to feel guilty if you are taking time for yourself. Like, I'd rather surround myself with women who are like, you know what? Like, my health is important because that that's a good example that I'm setting for my kids. And I'm actually a better wife. I mean, I'm a much better wife when I'm taking care of myself mm-hmm. and making time for, for movement and making sure that I'm eating right. I mean, it's, it's just interesting to me how that works out. Like if I, if I haven't moved and if I'm, you know, not, not drinking my water or I'm not getting enough sleep, like I'm not very nice to be around. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm just not, you know, and I don't think many of us are. So like, if you're not feeling well, like, like how, how can you look at it as a whole and, and then ask yourself like, okay, how can I put me on my to-do list? Mm-hmm. Truly. I mean, your kids are important. Your husband is important, your friends and your job and all of those things, but so are you. Mm-hmm. And don't, don't lose sight of that. Like don't lose sight of you as a person because you're so busy giving to everybody else. And I, I really do think that that's where so many of us stand. Like, well, I don't have time. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to take care of myself. And I think it's, it's really prioritizing, you know, when working with clients, like we talk through that kind of stuff of like, okay, you know, like obviously like life's going to be stressful, but it's how can you like make yourself, I'm trying to think of the word, think of yourself as more resilient to stress, right. And creating those foundations. So you are more resilient to stress because it's not, it's not going to go anywhere. I mean, you know, as a mother, I mean, you're pretty much always going to be stressed in some way, shape or form. But a lot of women, like when they come to our sessions or, you know, they end up like investing in, in working together, they're like, wow, like, this is like the first time I've really done something for myself. And like, I block off this hour time that we're meeting like for myself, right? Like, and it's like, I get to have that time to just talk about me, not like go to my kid's appointment or, you know, doing stuff for my kids or my husband, right? It's like, this is for me too. So, you know, I think that's huge. And, you know, as being a new mom, you know, I, I've always as empathetic and I totally understood, but you know, when you're, when you're in it, I mean, it's just, it, it's really just crazy how much your life changes, but it's also about coming back and being like, okay, finding what you need again. Cause like you said, you're going to be a better mom. You're going to be a better wife. You're going to be a better everything if you feel better, but also if you take that time for yourself. Yeah. I think that time is precious and valuable and I would just encourage you that if you have not had time on your calendar for yourself, and I don't mean like you have to go get a massage. I mean, if you need to literally like go to the park and sit in your car by yourself <laughs> in the, in the total silence, or if you take a book, or if you just want to go listen to the new Taylor Swift album, <laughs> like <laughs> do something for you. Mm-hmm. Like yes. I, I, I'm giving you that permission today because I know that there are people out there listening to this who are like, I don't feel like I can, or they need the permission and just do that because you don't, 
some of these things that we've talked about today, I think could be healed just by making sure that you're putting yourself on your priority list and making sure that you're taking care of you. Mm -hmm. So I do want to go back a little bit and let's talk about somebody who has maybe been on medication for either acne or another skin condition. Is it kind of too late to reverse that or what can they do to, to heal themselves? Like, let's say they don't want to take a medication anymore. And I realize it's dependent on, you know, where they're at and all that. What is something that they can do and can they reverse any damage that may have been caused by the medication? Yeah. So, I mean, with any medication, right. I mean, I just, I, I want people to listen to this and then also just anytime you're on a medication, just really research the pros and cons, right? Research it yourself before you go on it because medications have a time and place. But like you said, you know, there's also side effects to things, right? And I also find that it's more of a band-aid approach. So really, it's not like it's it's irreversible, right? I mean, taking antibiotics long-term can drive more issues, right? Because it can really affect your gut, really kind of wipe out that good bacteria that might be helping to keep that bad bacteria in, you know, in line. And then again, it perpetuates and the acne keeps coming back. And then, so you can totally come back from that, right? It it just, sometimes if like you've been on antibiotics for a long time, it might take a little bit longer, right? To heal that. But, you know, taking antibiotics, your gut's never going to be the same again, right? Every dose of antibiotic you take. So you have to be careful, but it's not like you can't get back to a much healthier place with your gut. Right. And then, you know, with medications, it's really, okay. If I want to take a more natural approach to my acne, just knowing it's going to be a journey. Right. And, and like working with someone, it doesn't even have to be me, right. It could be someone else to really help you with that because it is a very complicated, right? I mean, my acne clients, it's again, like it's never one thing, right? It's really having someone walk you through those steps and like be there when there's a pitfall too, because it's never, it's never cut and dry, right? It's never going to be like, okay, you start this one supplement and magically you're clear. Some people have like purging where their acne actually gets worse and having someone walk you through that that's normal, you know, that happens. And then also sometimes even working together, like something else pops up, right? And all of a sudden the acne is clearing and then it comes back and you got to just figure out why that's happening. So, and even through your life, like my skin, you know, we could talk about that too. Is like, I've had skin issues in the past. My skin was crazy clear and now postpartum, right? My hormones, it's like starting fresh, right? Postpartum, I mean, you're starting fresh and <laughs> pretty much everything, but you know, and, and that's like a new challenge, right? That I'm trying to figure out. So you know, there's always going to be ebbs and flows, but, you know, carrying those tools into the rest of your life too, that you learn kind of initially when you, you know, work on healing your acne. So being on acne, there's never like, there's never a point in which you like, couldn't work on your acne. You could be 45 years old and we can still work on your acne, you know, no matter what you've done in the past. So there's never like a too late and there's never like, Oh, you've taken this medication. So now it's caused, you know, I mean, I mean, any medication could cause right, irreversible damage, but most likely that's not the case. It's just kind of that band-aid approach. So as soon as you stop it, potentially things will get worse, but then you just got to, you know, trust the process. <laughs> yeah. And it, it is a process. Acne is something that doesn't heal quickly. You know, even, even on medication, I've been on several different medications for acne as a teenager that, like you said, a lot of times there was a purge and then you know, it, it's just like this uncomfortable thing. And, and I mean, I, I see you if you're out there and 
like you're struggling with that. Like I know what that feels like to have that and to feel like everybody that you come up against is looking at your face. And like, I mean, I just felt so embarrassed and I was a teenager, you know, and so I just didn't have the confidence then, but just knowing that what you're doing is, is, is okay. And like, whatever you've done to this point is okay. And if if you want to do like a more holistic approach, there are definite ways that you can do that. And that it's hard beating yourself up, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, I should have known better. You shouldn't have known better. Like when I look back at my, you know, initially, even just my whole healing journey, you know, I went to traditional doctors. I tried medications. I tried things because I was like, I just need to get better. Right. And that approach wasn't working. And I think you just kind of have to get to a point where you're like, okay, like, is this working? Do I need to kind of step out of that insurance model and step out of that like conventional medical model. Cause I think that's hard for people is people want an unconventional plan, but they're continuing to go to conventional providers and like people, you know, email me and they say, okay, here, here I'm having all this acne. What labs can my doctor run for me? And I'll give recommendations, but I also say like, they're not, they're either not going to run them or they're like, what, are, what plan are they going to give you moving forward? Right. They're not going to work with you on your nutrition. They're not going to work on those things with you. So it's finding a provider that matches what your goals and what plan you want moving forward. Like, how do you want to do that? And again, if you want, I have people that do a mix of, of working with their germ and working with me, you know, or your esthetician and working with me. I mean, I don't, I, I'm happy to work, you know, wherever you're at. But it's just kind of like weighing what what do you want moving forward, right? What what is your ultimate goal? Something to mention here too is just because the doctor can run the lab doesn't mean that they know what to do with the results. And I think mm-hmm. that's pretty much what you were getting at. That's the question I would ask. So if you want to stay with your doctor, I mean, I would I would ask, okay, these are the tests I would like ran. Are you confident with helping me through the results if I get them? Mm-hmm. And that's okay for you to be your own advocate with your doctor. You hired your doctor. So I want, I want you to hear that, like you hired your doctor or your dermatologist, so you can hire them and fire them. That's a relationship. Like you don't owe that doctor anything. Like you need to be with someone who can give you the best possible care for where you're at. And it's okay if you need to change. And I realize that that is really, really hard to do. If you decide that this just isn't working for me anymore. Like, I don't feel like I'm progressing or I don't feel like they have the answers that I need. Sometimes you do just need a fresh set of eyes on your own journey and what you're going on, what you're going through, just to see if somebody could figure something else different out. It doesn't mean that you need to like doctor swap. I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing that for, you know, for long, like I wouldn't stay with the doctor for a short amount of time and then switch like consistently. Cause you want to be with somebody who can truly be with you in your journey and And like Michelle has said, like, it does take time. Like healing takes time. Healing is not something that happens overnight. And so I think anytime you step into a healing journey or a wellness journey that has a holistic lens is knowing that this is going to be a long process Mm -hmm. and that you're committing to it for the process. And you're going to learn a lot along the way. And you're, the things that you learn along the way will allow you to know better. So you do better next time, but it's not it's not to be used as like a way to beat yourself up for the things that you didn't know when you didn't know them. Like yeah. you, you can't go back and change that. Like I, I cannot go back and change all the antibiotics I was on and, and the two rounds of Accutane that I was on. Like I, I just can't go back and change that. So there's no point in like beating myself up over something that m- me and my mom thought we were doing the yeah. best thing at that time. Like I wasn't the only one going to a dermatologist and getting antibiotics for, for my acne, you know? 
or putting creams on that literally bleached my pillows and all of my sheets. Like I can only imagine what that was doing to my gut, you know? Yeah. But I, it just is what it is. And, And now you, you know better and you move forward. And so what I want you to hear as we've been talking today is just that there, there is healing to be found. Mm-hmm. And, and it doesn't always have to come in the conventional way, but there are things that you can do that can help you heal your skin, help you heal your gut and everything else that could just trickle down to overall wellness. Yeah. No, and, and it all trickles, but yeah, I agree. I, everything that you said, I totally agree with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Michelle, thank you so much for talking about this with my listeners today. I, mm-hmm. I hope it was encouraging and helpful. I know it was for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that they are going to want to connect with you. So can you let them know how they can work with you and how they can connect with you? Yeah. So you can find me over on Instagram. I share a lot of the stuff when I was saying this could be a podcast episode in and of itself. I have a lot of that information in a lot of posts on my page. So you can follow me over on Instagram at hormone harmony RD. And also my website, if you want to take a look is nutritionwithmichelle.com. And then as far as working with me, I work with clients one-on-one. That's, you know, what I have, but hopefully in the future, I'm you know hoping to do some more like courses and group programs, but right now just working one-on-one with clients. So you can shoot me a DM on Instagram. You can click the link in my bio. The application would be kind of the first step before we would book a call. Cause I do offer discovery calls. Cause again, my goal is to take on clients that I can help. And if I need to refer you to someone else, or we can also make sure we're a good fit and kind of like that roadmap we talk about moving forward is something that, you know, you're ready for. So, but like you said, if I can leave anyone listening to this with anything is if you're dealing with skin issues is that it's not hopeless. I feel like when you've gone through and gone to doctor, doctor, dermatologist, dermatologist, and tried everything, you know, you almost at the end of your rope, right? You just don't know what else to do. So there are other options out there, right? And and you can improve your skin, right? It's you just have to find kind of the right provider, the right person to work with to kind of really find that root cause. Because if you've been struggling, it's because you haven't figured out what is actually driving your acne, right? It's nothing that you're doing. It's just that hasn't been figured out yet. And once you get that piece, everything kind of falls into place. Such great advice. I'm so glad you came on today. And Thank please you. connect with Michelle. And thanks so much for listening today. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Love Your Body Well podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review and let me know what resonated with you the most. This helps more people connect to the show and allows me to continue encouraging women just like you. I love when you share episodes that impacted you on social media or with your friends and family. It truly helps spread the word of compassion and kindness that all women need more of. I invite you to continue the conversation with me on my blog, loveyourbodywell.net, or on Instagram at loveyourbodywell. Thank you for being here today. I know you have a lot of podcasts to choose from, and I'm honored that you listen to mine. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not intended to provide a diagnosis or replace medical care.